welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. there. Welcome back to another episode here at the Female Empowered Podcast. I am your host, Krista Gurka, and this is take two of this recording because apparently I recorded this previously with no audio. Um, So and the only reason I say that is because, you know, shit happens. And rather than get down on yourself, like this is you know, going to be a disaster and oh my God, I have to record it again. Just be like, okay, so you know what the beauty is? I will have time to re-record it. Um, And so that's the way I look at things now. I can either spiral up into thinking, what can I control? Or I can spiral down into woe is me and spiraling down helps nobody. So what we're going to talk about today is how to establish good schedules for your team for yourself as the business owner, and for your business in general, for the studio, for your clients, for your customers. So basically, all about scheduling, little tips and tricks to um, how to make them the most efficient and sustainable and profitable. Okay, so that's all what we talk about here at the Female Empowered Podcast, how to create a healthy, profitable, and sustainable business. Okay, that's what we're looking for here. So basically, we work in a service-based business. So our entire industry is making appointments with clients and servicing those, those appointments. So we have to run on a schedule. And so sometimes scheduling can be the bane of our existence because as service providers, we're not going to be able to appease everyone. And there is a limit, a capacity Um like there's a capacity to our work day and there's a capacity again to our, like our utilization. We only have so much space. We only have so much clinicians. We only have so many hours in the day that are feasible for people. So, you know, it is really important to make as streamlined and as um, user-friendly of a schedule to make your, your four wall brick and mortar location profitable and sustainable. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is how to create schedules for your team, for your staff, for your instructors, for your front desk people, your client concierge people, um, all of that. Okay. And so one of the things is, you know, quite honestly, asking your team first, 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 let me backtrack. First, you want to look at what is going to be the most efficient schedule for your business. So if you run a Pilates studio, for example, um, usually, at least at Pilates in the Grove, this may not be true everywhere, but for most studios that I know, the morning hours are busier. Now, why is that? 
um, there's a couple reasons why that may be. One, um, Pilates tends to be a higher price point, right? We tend to attract people that have disposable income. So maybe it's people that are retired. Maybe it's people that are no longer are not working um, or have flexible work schedules. And this is certainly proven to be true in the last three years with more and more people working from home. So our busiest time of day is between seven and one. So we have classes at seven, seven thirty, eight, eight thirty, nine, nine thirty, ten, ten thirty, eleven thirty, twelve, twelve thirty, and one. Okay, those are our busiest times of day. And we also look at one of the things I also look at is what is which are the schools that are around my studios and what are their drop-off times? Because drop-off times vary from 7.15 in the morning all the way till after nine o'clock here in South Florida between middle school, elementary school, high school. So when we look at that, we look at, okay, what is gonna be the most popular time after drop-off? At one location, it's actually 8 a.m. And another location, it's actually 8.30 a.m. Okay, and then 9.30 a.m. So we make sure to have as much available availability during those times, right? We started adding more lunchtime classes, uh, 1130, 12, 1230, because during COVID, when people started working from home, people were able to get out during the day for lunch and come into the studio where they weren't having to drive as much. So it is important to look at your schedule and start planning that economically for your schedule, right? How many hours do you need to be available for your, the majority of your clientele to come in. Okay. Now, if you are a solopreneur and it is only you and your business, not only do you have to look at when are the most economical times for clients to come in, but you also have to decide for yourself, right? So I would say, what do I want in my life? Okay. Do I want to be the one that drops my children off at school if you have children? Do I want to be the one that's picking my children up from school if you have children? Do I want to get my own workout in the morning and I don't want to start work until 11? Do I want to get in really early um, because maybe my partner can take care of morning duties and then um, I will be able to get out early and pick them up? Or do you want to do some sort of hybrid? When, when my children were really little, and this was before my husband um, took a job where he was traveling all the time, we altered alternated days. So, so for example, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I did school drop-off and he did pickup. So he would go in early and pick them up. And then Tuesday and Thursday, he did school drop-off and I would pick them up. So I was able to Tuesday and Thursday, I would go in really early, like 7 a.m. and leave at 2. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would go in a little later, like 10 and work till like 4 or 5. Okay. So if that's an op option, some people I know that we have in our groups, they work a little bit during the week, but then they work on the weekends because their partner's home with the kids. So you, it's really important for you to understand what it is that you want in your life and then book your clients around that. Okay. Because that is, if not, that's when you feel like you're a chicken with your head cut off and working, 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 working. Okay. So figure out what works for your life. 
figure out what works for the studio. And then if you have a team, what you want to hire for are the times that you do not want to work or are not available to work. So when I started hiring, I started hiring people for weekends because I wanted to be off on the weekends and for evenings. I think I worked one evening a week and I would be there during the day. And then I would start hiring people and teachers to teach on the evenings and pick up days on the evening. So now when we start to bring people on, if someone leaves and I know that I need coverage Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I am only going to hire people that are available to cover Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. The problem in our industry is that we are usually so strapped for staff members so that we can get off this 80 hour work week that we will just hire people. And then we, we work around their schedules and that, that, that doesn't work. You just become resentful about that and it just doesn't fit. So if you know, you want someone that wants me, you want to give up Saturdays, then hire someone for Saturdays. Don't interview people if they're not available on the weekends. Cause then you'll love them. And you're like, Oh, let me make a space for them. All right. Um, so again, let me reiterate, decide what you want to do for your schedule. The other thing you should do with that is figure out how much you actually have to work to meet your financial needs. Okay. Decide what's going to work for you and your team and then put those schedules in place. So we have, we alternate shifts at Pilates in the Grove. So we have client, the, we have the most staff in the studio in the mornings. We usually have three to four five of us in the mornings. And then in the afternoons, we have one to two of us. Usually after like two o'clock, there's only one or two of us there, sometimes even just one. Okay. Cause we are much slower after one o'clock. So what we'll do is we have some people that work the day shifts, like seven to two. We have some people that come in from three to five. We have some people that alternate. They do two long days, two short days, or two early days, two evening days. But we make sure that the studio is covered with as much coverage as possible during the busiest times of day. And that has worked really well for us. And we block people in periods of time. So my team, they, you know, they're blocked from like seven to 11 or whatever have you. Even when people come on new, I block them and I give them a block of hours. So they don't have a Swiss cheese schedule where we try to as much as possible. Hey there, listeners. I wanted to interrupt the show just briefly to ask you one question. Do you have a system to track your new prospects or leads into your business? Or are you simply just overwhelmed by how to actually create that kind of system? You're asking yourself, like, should it be paper and pen, a bunch of sticky notes on your desk or computer or a spreadsheet, but then how do you actually create that kind of spreadsheet? Well, here's a stat that I found very interesting. Businesses that have a system in place for tracking and following up on leads have a 47% higher conversion rate than those that do not. It's a staggering statistic. And HubSpot found that businesses that automate their lead follow-up process see a 10% or greater increase in revenue within six months. Easy work to bring more money into your business, all right? So this really emphasizes the importance of having an organized approach to lead tracking and a follow-up to maximize sales opportunities. So to take the stress and overwhelm and work out of that, I created a simple, easy to use lead tracker specifically for boutique wellness and fitness businesses, just like ours. And it's completely free. 
All you have to do is visit www.kristagurka.com slash leads, enter the promo code podcast and grab your free lead tracker today. Now let's get back into today's show. You also want to know how many hours your team wants to work, right? Um, We have full-time staff members. However, a full-time, like 40 hours of client care is exhausting and I do not believe sustainable. So figure out how long your team wants to and has the capacity to work. We have some people, I have an instructor that works seven to two pretty much every day straight through without a break. She prefers that. She's good at it. She can do it. And then I also have instructors that need a break every two or three hours. That's fine too, right? So making, allowing your team to have the kind of schedule that allows them to be most productive is ultimately beneficial for you as a business owner and for your clients. Now, if it doesn't work and they have to take an hour break every client, then that just might not work and they might not be the right fit for your environment. Okay, so then from as far as your schedule as CEO, determine which days you want to be seeing or treating clients or treating patients or teaching classes and which days or hours are going to be your administrative work. I highly advise separating those two out because it's really hard for me anyways to what I call task switch. So it's hard for me to be in like treatment mode and teaching mode and then task switch to administrative stuff. Right. It also is that time that makes me feel really overwhelmed and burnt out because I'm being asked a million different things with a million different, you know, reasons and they require different energy expenditures and stuff like that. So the days that I'm treating patients and clients, which for me right now is on Wednesdays, I try not to do any administrative work. Okay. I get a little distracted. So that's what I would recommend for people if that works within your schedule. And if it doesn't make it work, You have the agency to create the schedule that you want, okay? You can set some boundaries in place to be able to do that. And that's what has to happen little by little by little. Now, if you, one of the things that really worked for me and my team is I started creating office hours where I was available for people to come ask me questions rather than get distracted During the day. So I, you know, you could say I have office hours every Monday from 11 to 1. You can schedule a meeting with me. You can come into my office. We can jump on a phone call. Um, So then they know, too, they can ask you for things during those office hours. Right. It keeps you from having, you know, hey, can I take this vacation? Now, granted, we have a process for that. So no one is stopping me in the hallway saying I need vacation on this date. First of all, that will never fly. I tell people this all the time. If you tell me something verbally, I will 100% forget it. If you send it to me an email, there's probably like a 50% chance I'll miss it because it gets buried in my email box, which I have 32,000 emails right now in my inbox. Um, If you slack it to me, I will, like there's a 20% chance I might forget because if I read it and then it gets buried, but if you put it to me in my project management system with a due date in Asana, I will 100% remember it and get to it. All right. So it's also good just to have expectations of how to work with you and how to deliver information to you. Now, um, getting, starting to block off time off of your schedule so that you can get more business related tasks done is something I highly suggest as well. 
So one of the things I also recommend is not to go back and forth with scheduling. Use a scheduling software. Um, if you own a studio or a clinic, you can use something like Jane. PT clinics use that a lot. We use Moments. There's Walla, MindBody, um, Infusionsoft, all of those kind of things where people you can have an Acuity. I really love Acuity, which is now Squarespace scheduling. Um, use a automated scheduler, even if it's like Calendly, which is free. Okay. Because the going back and forth between, oh, I can do 10 and then somebody doesn't reply to you for another hour and a half. And then that time is scheduled and that's taken. Just send people a link. And it says, this is when I'm available. Schedule a time for me. It doesn't say, it doesn't show that you're taking a three hour lunch. It says, this is what's available on these days. And you can also usually set limits. So when I use um, Acuity for my personal calendar, and I will set limits on there that says, do not schedule more than three coaching calls in a day on these certain days. Give me a 15 minute break between each type of appointment. Okay, so you can do that a lot. So if you know that your capacity is, I can't do more than three calls, you can do that. If you wanna say, I want a 15 minute break between every call, you can do that. And it doesn't say, you know, it's not like, oh, Kristen needs a 15 minute break so she cannot schedule you at this time. No, that just is what shows up on the calendar. So it makes it really, really easy. You send it, if they don't look at it for another three hours, then whatever is available at that time is what's available. It's also great to help automate. It sends automated texts and reminders. So you don't have to worry about that. And it populates it right into your calendar. Okay, so things again, like Acuity, um, Jane for your customers and your clients, Moments, Walla, MindBody, um, Squarespace scheduling. There's all sorts of scheduling softwares and platforms that you can use. If you're a solopreneur, I wouldn't use those some of those big ones. I would use something like Calendly or Acuity. I really like Acuity, which is Squarespace scheduling. Um, so if you're a Squarespace website, that goes hand in hand with that. Um, but definitely get off of paper and pen. Even if it takes you a little while to learn the system, it's going to be so much better for you in the long run. Establish clear communication channels. So this is what I uh, what I was talking about when I said, if you tell me something, I will 100% forget it. No, 100%. So besides my ADHD, I have a lot of stuff going on. People are coming at me from a lot of directions. So I won't remember it. So establish clear communication. Like if you're going to have office hours one day a week, you can say like, this is a time to come to me with questions or schedule a meeting if you need to talk about something. Encourage open communication. Like, please know that if you really need me for something, you can slap me or put it in a sauna with a due date. How should they communicate their availability to you? Do you allow them to go in and change their schedules on their own? Or is there someone they should go to if they need a schedule change? This is your team I'm talking about. How do you schedule your administrative support? Are they working from home or are they on site? I would schedule them the mo the busiest times a day or the time that the phone is ringing the most. And by the way, you can look at this even through Google Analytics. If you have your phone number listed on there, it will tell you how many calls you get a day, how many were missed, and what's the most common call time. I would have people at the desk answering phones during the most popular call times. And if they're not 
physically in the space, they, that's when they should be available. And then the other thing is, we talked about this at the very beginning, like you want to prioritize your work-life balance. Now, I am not a believer that believes that there is such a thing as a work-life balance. Um, what I do believe is that there's a season for everything. And sometimes your work is a heavier load than your life. And sometimes your life is a heavier load than your work. But you have to be honest with yourself about what season are you in in your life? Do you have small children? Are you caring for a sick child or an elderly parent or a partner or another family member? Are your children grown? Do you want to be traveling? Whatever season you are in in your life, isn't there's nothing wrong with it. And you just should decide how many hours you want to work, what your financial needs are, and then create that work around your life, or at least start planning and putting those motions in place. So if you say, I only want to work two days, or I only want to see clients two days a week, be client facing two days a week, and right now you're five, what steps, what process are you going to put in motion so that by the end of 2023, you're down to two days a week? Maybe that's every month I'm going to remove two people from my schedule, whether that means discharge them or transfer them to someone else. Then you close off one day. And then it's just, you know, little binary steps, one at a time to get you to your goal. It's not like all of a sudden you just have to say, oh, I'm only working, seeing clients two days a week. I mean, you can if you want to, but it makes people very anxious to do that. So you can say, okay, every month I'm going to drop one or every quarter I'm going to drop one day from the schedule. And we just did a podcast episode, how to transition people onto someone else's schedule. So go back and listen to that. I think it was, I don't know, episode 180 or something to that effect. All right. But there are ways to do it. Schedule a plan and work towards that plan each and every day. Every action you take, every decision you make is a vote for what your business and your life is going to look for, look like six months from now a year from now. So what you're choosing to do today is dictating what your life is going to be like six months from now. So if your goal is to get people off your schedule and go down to two client facing days a week, but you keep taking new clients, that action, that decision is moving you farther away from your goal. So just remember that every decision you make, every action you take, isn't that a song? Every move you make. Um, every decision you make, every action you take, okay, is a vote for what your business and your life will look like six months, 12 months, 18 months from now. Are you moving closer to that goal or farther away from it? Use that. Use that to determine, is this the right decision for me right now? Is this getting me closer to where I want to be or farther away from it? <laughs> All right. That really like, if you're training for a marathon and you decide, eh, I'm not going to run my four miles today. Well, is that getting you closer to be prepared to run 26 miles or farther away from it? Right. It's the same thing. You're training to get people off your schedule and create as much work-life balance as you possibly can. All right. So hopefully <laughs> this episode recorded with audio, if you're listening to it, then obviously I was successful. We'll see how many times I actually have to record it. Maybe something's wrong with my mic. But if you are interested 
in learning how all about how I schedule my team and stuff, and you're interested in getting on the wait list for one of my programs, go ahead and visit my website, kristagurka.com. Go to the work with me page. Right now, the inner circle high touch mastermind for female boutique fitness and healthcare practitioners who have generated over $200,000 in their business is currently on a wait list. So get yourself on the wait list. We filled our cohort this time with everyone on the wait list. And Fitbit Foundations is now open. So if you're an emerging business owner who's on your way to your first six figures, or you've hit your six figures and you still feel like you're a chicken with your head cut off and you need, you know that you need to streamline or systematize this before you fall off the rails, then you know, apply for Fitbit Foundations. Okay. I look forward to chatting with you each and every Tuesday. So be sure to um to be sure to tune in. If you think there's someone that could benefit from this podcast, it would really mean a lot for me to share it, for you to share it with somebody. Tag me on Instagram. I love seeing that. Makes me feel good. And you'll know you're doing something good by making me feel good. So, all right, everyone. Until next time, my friends. Bye for now. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and interrupt this episode real quick. If you are enjoying what you're listening to and have listened to any other of my content and are interested in seeing if I would be the right person to help you grow, start, or even support you wherever you are on your fitness business journey, I invite you to schedule a free discovery call with me and see if we're the right fit to work with each other. You can go ahead and grab a time at www.kristagurka.com slash discovery. And I really look forward to chatting with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, please leave a review for the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you'd love to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your clinic or client-based business, you can visit me at kristagurka.com or follow me on Instagram at kristagurka. That's at C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. See y'all next time.